0: No one can set your boundaries for you. And being an adult woman looks like not getting mad at other people because you said yes or you didn't set a clear boundary. You had an invisible boundary and then she or he overstepped it. They had no idea because it was invisible
1: to them. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby.
0: Today we are calling this one the Boundary Episode, and boundaries can get a bad rap, but today we're gonna highlight why they are so important to implement into your life along with how to do it. So I thought we should start by first defining what boundaries are. Boundaries are a way to build relationships, find clarity, keep us safe, and establish expectations for ourselves and others. Boundaries can keep relationships healthy, or they can help them to get to a healthier place. So how do you know if you are in need of some boundaries? You may have an issue with boundaries if you have poor self-care, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are avoiding, or if you have other mental health issues. Now, our Patreon exclusive book club members are reading an incredible book right now, and it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab. So, a lot of this information that we're presenting in this episode is
1: just the tip of the iceberg, and it's from her incredible work. And right away at the beginning of this book, it was just like light bulb moments. Like, light bulb moments went off right away, like finding that clarity, making sure that we stay safe. Like, boundaries are good. Boundaries are really good, and Amy mentioned this, but they do get a bad rap, but in reality, they can help our relationships get better. And if you don't have those healthy relationships already, they just help you get there. So I wanted to start off by talking about how we have to set boundaries for ourselves. So one thing that I've learned, and I've learned through a lot of trial and a lot of error, is that you have to put your boundaries into action in order for them to work. So as Nedra puts it, it's our responsibility to follow through on it. And no one else is going to know your boundaries until you actually say it into the world And until you actually do it and follow through with it. So it sounds silly, but it's easy to say it. It's easy to imagine setting those boundaries. But unless you actually do it, you're not going to feel any better. And the people around you, they're not going to follow through with it because they have no idea what's going on inside your mind. Yeah. I'm excited to get
0: into this part of the conversation because it's something that Abby and I have run into in Mm -hmm. the past. So No one, to say it again, no one can set your boundaries for you. And being an adult woman looks like not getting mad at other people because you said yes or you didn't set a clear boundary. You had an invisible boundary and then she or he overstepped it. They had no idea because it was invisible to them. So it really is that you have to be able to set your boundaries. You have to be clear and you have to be consistent with them.
1: Okay, so let's go into those again. When you set your boundaries, you say them into the world, you set them with yourself, you know you feel good with them, you say them into the world, and then the clear factor. As women, so many of us are not clear. We think it comes off as being rude. We might think it comes off as being too direct. Being clear is it's kind. It's the best way we can actually have these conversations because you can beat around the bush. <laughs> you can say all the things. You can not actually say what's going on in your heart, what you actually mean. And that doesn't help anybody. And then being consistent. If you say one thing and then say, well, maybe this one time. No, you guys know. Like Be clear and then stay consistent. It's the only way these boundaries are going to actually work. One of the reasons that I'm having to, to revisit some of these conversations and the reason I keep on saying be clear is because I'm not always clear. I'm not clear with myself. I'm not clear with others. And the reason I'm revisiting them right now is because I have a new role. Like with my work, with my career in the corporate world, I had an eight to five schedule for much of the time. I could put my laptop closed. I could put it in the back room. And then I wasn't working at night. But with my new transition to entrepreneurship, it's really meant rediscovering my personal boundaries. And I, I love to work. Like I love the feeling of being accomplished. I love checking off tasks. I like seeing my work go out into the world, but it's also draining and takes a lot of energy. So as a person, as a human being, I know that if I'm doing too much work, whether it's whatever it is for other people, giving to other people, doing stuff with my job, just giving energy in the places that I don't want to give energy, I know that it's draining for me. I'm not able to give in the ways that I want to, to the people to the missions, to the activities, to the things that really mean a lot to me. And for people who are like me, we have to set boundaries with ourselves and make sure that our lists, that our expectations, we have to make sure they're realistic. Like, I can write a 27-point list of the things that I want to accomplish, but is that realistic? No. Will I feel completely drained at the end of it? Yeah, definitely. And that's not a good strategy to put into place because you're always going to be feeling overwhelmed. Um, this life is so much more than a running to-do list. Even if checking off that to-do list feels good, I know there are people who write things on a list just in order to check them off. I do the same. But life is so much more than that.
0: Yeah. And I think that using our personal example from our friendship especially now that we are in a lot better of a place is just helpful because you guys can see how this can work. So what was happening is Abby was feeling very overwhelmed with our her self work and she was kind of taking it out on me mm-hmm. at times with impatience with just you know kind of scorekeeping in yeah. a way. It, yeah. I tell people all the time I'm like Business partnership is truly like marriage. Just
1: like marriage, but with a different person. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is. And I just heard recently, it's got a higher breakup rate than divorce, than marriages have a divorce rate. So it's like, this is serious. And I like like being open and transparent about this because I think a lot of people can be like, oh my gosh, how exciting, you get to work with your friend every day. And it is, Mm -hmm. and it can be hard, especially- in the beginning or in transitions like we just went through. So, you know, she was feeling really drained from all the work from herself. But the problem was that she wasn't being clear with her boundaries. So I wasn't overextending her as much as she was overextending herself. So we had to have this like, Moment where I was like, hey, wait a second, you're getting really mad at me, but I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you're taking on too much, and I can't save you from yourself. You know, Abby's got a 25-thing to-do list. I would never make that. <laughs>
1: like, I just 27, don't. Amy, yeah. don't cut it short.
0: <laughs> so, and I'm like, scoot a couple of those till tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, we don't always understand each other's personalities because we operate very different. But what we have understood and what we have put in place now is what are your boundaries and how can I respect those? But I can't make it for you. I can't make them for you. And then to close out this part of the conversation, sometimes if someone doesn't have clear boundaries, for the other person, for me, it felt like booby traps because then Abby would say, I'll do that cause i would I would be like, "Oh, shoot, I forgot to write an Instagram caption for today because <laughs> that's my personality because I don't know what to do this. And Abby's like, "I'll do it." Or you know, a day that I'm responsible for our Instagram stories and responding to people, she would jump at the opportunity. And I would be like, Abby, I'm not delegating that to you because I'm worried that you're going to then be mad at me, you know? So it was these real moments where we had to work through this. Like now I trust her more with her own boundaries.
1: Because I'm better at trusting myself. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, completely true, though. Like that's exactly it. Yeah. You cannot set it for the other person and you can't make sure that they're following through with it when the resentment does start to build. And when that irritability does start to
0: Yeah. Happen. And it's where we get into clear, consistent boundaries. Because if you break your own boundary, if Abby's like, I don't want to work on the weekends, and then she's working on the weekends, you can't get mad at the other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we didn't break your boundary, you broke your boundary. So that's just part of the behind the scenes that I think is actually really helpful. They know a lot of you have personalities like Abby's where you really like to accomplish a lot. And sometimes you're not having personal boundaries. The risk that puts in your relationship is resentment. And that's what was happening. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's not fair to anybody. It doesn't feel good for you. It doesn't feel good for the other person. So that's where setting boundaries between Amy and I, it helped our relationship. It made it so much better because we knew that the other person, when they came forward with it, was like, no, I'm coming at this with a grateful heart, with a heart that is full of, I want to do this, not I'm feeling resentful and we need to get this done. But let's do this to move the business forward and did just put us in a much, much better spot. Let's take a quick break to bring up one of our podcast sponsors for this week, which is Gooder Sunglasses. You guys, Amy and I, we have been rocking the Gooder Sunglasses far before the partnership was in place. We love them. They're only $25, $35. We've also loved seeing your tags on Instagram with which ones you guys are buying right now. So keep on tagging us. It's just, it's been such a fun partnership. I love the Bosley's Basset Hound Dreams. I've been wearing them almost every day this spring. I brought them on my trip to the Smoky Mountains a couple of weeks ago just incredible, you guys. What I do love about them, a couple of things. Number one, There's no bounce. So you can wear them literally from boating and running to running errands and kiddo drop off. They have that one year warranty, which is extra great, especially if you're a mom. And these things can sometimes break when the kids get a hold of them and 30 day free returns. So if you don't love the pair that you just purchased, you can always bring them back. Um, Colin has a slightly larger head than the average man should. And he (laughs) noticed that he needed to get a different pair of sunglasses. So right away, sent them back, got ones that fit his melon. Absolutely incredible. So if you guys want in on this or if you want another pair, you do get a discount by going to gooder.com backslash herself. Again, that's gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com backslash herself for 15% off your first pair.
0: Okay, And back to the episode, what I would challenge you all to do is look inward and assess where you're lacking boundaries. One thing that came up for me, I know I used to do this, is avoidance. So if you're avoiding a conversation, if you're not answering calls or texts, if you're canceling plans with a friend that you've already agreed to, like those are signs of poor boundary issues. In the book, Nedra called it a passive aggressive response. And that really Mm -hmm. stuck out to Mm me because you don't think of that as passive aggressive. But then when you start to think about it, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's not how I want to operate. I think a lot of women do this and we overcommit because we are afraid to let people down. But What I've kind of found out over the past couple years is the energy you bring to things follows you into the room. So if you said a yes and you really didn't mean yes, you really didn't want to be there, people can tell. Like you are not who you want to be inside of those rooms, even if it's dinner with a friend. You know, you're distracted. You're more easily annoyed. It's just not a good look. So to be very clear is one thing that we've kind of learned from this boundary setting. And then I wanted to bring up quickly for you guys the way that people might react to your boundaries. We're going to get into some more different situations that you're going to have to set boundaries with, but I thought it was important to cover how people might respond to these new boundaries that you're setting. So this is a list from Nedra who we keep talking about. They might give you pushback there might be limit testing, there might be ignoring, there might be rationalizing and questioning, defensiveness, ghosting, silent treatment, or acceptance. So in her book, she goes through ways to handle all of these responses to be ensured that you can be set up for success when you're setting boundaries. Um, But just to say, Our head is not in the clouds. We understand that this can be challenging because you don't know how
1: every person in your life is going to respond. And for people who are nervous about this or they have not set boundaries in the past, like I learned this this last year. I will think that the person's going to automatically push back or they're going to automatically ignore or start to rationalize. I'm writing their script before I even have the conversation. I haven't Mm -hmm. even said anything into the world and I'm writing what's going to happen. That's not fair for anybody either. But when you think about some of those, like which ones come up more often than not? The pushback and limit testing, especially in the corporate world, that came up quite a bit. So let's talk about some boundaries with work. In the corporate world, I know many of us will sometimes work on teams and when you're good at something i'm not sure if anybody else does this but when you're good at something and you know you're good at something it can feel really good to say yes and take on more than your fair share so there might be some heads nodding there might be some people like no i would never do that well i was one of those people (laughs) when i was good at something i'm like yep i will help out i did this with like building out email sequences for my team i would help coach others on how to be more efficient with their time i liked doing that but only for a very, very short amount of time. I liked it in the moment, but leading up to it, I would be like, oh, I have to go into this meeting again, lead this meeting. I don't have time for this. Ugh. Afterwards, I'd feel completely depleted of energy. It's interesting that I was like helping to mentor people on being more efficient with their time, yet I was spending all of my time doing that. Like, <laughs> How ironic is that? And I noticed that Colin, he'll do this with his mentoring. So he'll go on so many meetings with some of the newer coworkers, some of the people who are just starting off. But then he has to work late to get his own stuff accomplished. I'm like, well, that's not fair to you. Like You're you're here working double time when they can rest and be at home with their families on the weekends. So many of us fall into this category as well with that quick response time. So think about when you get an email. Are you the type of person who automatically responds to it? If you get a text message, do you automatically respond to it? And I loved what Katie said in our Patreon community. So we have a private Patreon community on Facebook. And she mentioned, if you respond quickly to emails, they're always going to expect that from you. And I was like, yes, that's exactly it. If you're the person who always responds to emails quickly, always responds to text message quickly, people start to think that that's what you're always going to do. So if you can start to take a pause, take that lunch break, get through your project, feel secure. In whatever way you need to as an individual first and then respond, people start to get used to that. And you won't be putting out everyone else's fire when you still have things that are urgent to you. Mm, That's really interesting, especially
0: if you're like in a flow work state. You don't have to stop working to respond to everyone's text message that's coming in. But what we're saying here is there's a balance between being immediately responsive and not responding because you are not ready to say no to that whatever that person's the asking. Body. Do you the see body. it? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a healthy balance for you to strike between when you're going through your text messages, don't skip the one that you have to say no to cuz you're putting it off. Go ahead with your clarity, go ahead with your boundaries and respond to that one too. When we start talking about work, it's really interesting for me because now that I've been in the small business, entrepreneur, work for yourself. Life boundaries are so important in this field with expecting and empowered herself. And then my personal Instagram account, I could work 24 seven, 365 days a week if I wanted to. Like Instagram never stops. It wants you to be there. It wants you to be consistent. And if you're not, there is actually punishment. Like you don't show up for as many accounts if you're not really consistent. But over the years, it's really been a gut check for me because I want my values to be able to show when you look at my life. If I give my soul to Instagram, that is not my value And I sure as heck want Drew and my kids to be able to see where my time is being spent. So over the years, and especially as your team starts to grow, I have been very clear about what my working hours are and what my boundaries are. For me, it's really important to live outside of my work. And when that gets really hard is when you're really passionate about what you do, because you can see how it like totally bleeds into life. Like there's not really work and home when you just love what you do so much. But for me, I've understood that there does have to be some boundaries between those two. Yes, I'm so passionate about everything that I'm doing, but I'm also really passionate about staying in love with my husband. I'm also really passionate about making time for my kids and being really present at that time. So let's talk about what that looks like so that we're able to get really tangible for you guys. So what that looks like for me is that I'm really clear. I'll say I don't respond to text messages Voxers or emails after 5 p.m. and then on the weekends, or if I'm on vacation, same thing. You lead by example. So if I'm setting boundaries, I have to follow through on them so that people understand that I'm also going to respect their boundaries that they set. Because if I'm constantly not respecting my own boundaries, they're going to think, well, Amy responds on the weekends. Amy responds immediately. Amy does this, you know. And then that's kind of what you're setting your culture up to be like. So we try to be really respectful about not interrupting someone else's family time or vacation because we understand that makes or breaks company culture. So we want to respect everyone's boundaries. Like I said, and Abby's probably feeling this right now is like when you go off and you're doing your own thing, I think the narrative for a lot of these women is hustle, grind, work all the time. And I I understand that sometimes in the beginning of something, you are working more than you might, (laughs) like that you might plan to. But I also don't think women that can give themselves better boundaries and breaks, they're in a habit. And so they never go back and change the habit. And I've been like, no, I know now I can have good boundaries. And I deserve them. So I'm going to put them in place.
1: Well, you can have good boundaries and still have a good business. Yeah. You can have both. And even five years ago, that hustle and grind culture, that was ingrained in us. Yeah. Like as women, it's like you you work late. You put in your hours. You make sure that you're showing up. Like only the people who show up are going to be able to make it in this in this lifestyle. It's like, yes, there's, there's some piece of that. But there's also time for breaks. And there's also time for family. And there's also time for making sure your core values are actually part of your life. Because what's the point of working if we're not living the life that we wanna live? right,
0: I'm not sure if it pays off Mm -hmm. in the long run. I remember a really huge woman influencer saying, um, like, if you have time to know the characters on Game of Thrones, you have time to run a business, like something about you have more time than you think you do, you need to be working on your business, whatever. And, you know, multifactorial, but since then her marriage has ended and different things have happened. And so sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I just, if people get so obsessed with that one part of their life, can they really have it all? I don't think so. There's sacrifices that you're making in different places. And if you go all in on that one part of your life, I don't know if that
1: works. It's going to pull from another part.
0: Yeah, like, it's going to pull from another part. And if mm-hmm. that if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. If you're not, like Abby and I are saying, we're not okay with that, we've got to make that boundary because no one else is going to do it for
1: us. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely seasons, first off. So at the start of a business, right. you might have to work a little bit harder. A thousand but al- percent. But also making sure that you're still giving life and giving energy to the things that are important outside of that because a marriage... it it continues on it's not like you just can like put it on hold for a while and then pick it back up and it's exactly where you left it like it'll deteriorate and deteriorate if you're not giving it the energy yeah if you're in grind mentality because you just started
0: something you just have to make sure that you can also see how you're going to get out of that grind mentality sometime Mm -hmm. would be my advice Our second sponsor for this episode is one that you guys are familiar with. It is BetterHelp. The person that wrote the book that we're talking about is a licensed therapist. And one thing that she said in the beginning is like, I started to realize all of my clients, all of my patients have boundary issues. Like, these are at the root of so many relationship issues, so many, you know, job dissatisfaction issues so much of it all. So if this episode is hitting home and you are having a really hard time setting boundaries, next up, we're going to talk about family boundaries. It might be something that you need some professional help with. And that is what BetterHelp is there for. They have professional licensed counselors that can talk you through things like this because this is hard. We don't want to, you know, downplay how hard setting boundaries with people can be, especially those that we're closest to. So, talking through this with a professional can help. Abby and I both use and love BetterHelp, so we wanted to let you guys know that you can join us by going to betterhelp.com backslash herself. That's Better H E L P. backslash herself. You can join the over 1 million people that are using it and get 10% off your first month by using our link.
1: All right, and back to our episode. So we talked about setting boundaries with ourselves. We talked about setting boundaries with work. Now I want to get into setting boundaries with family. And as a quick note, As our needs change, our boundaries are going to grow and expand. So I didn't have very many boundary issues with my parents. I didn't have very many boundary issues with my in-laws until we had kids. And then all of a sudden, the impromptu visit started happening. And then all the stuff, like the toys, the things, they mean well. But this was actually brought up in our Patreon conversation. And it was the boundary setting with toys specifically. I thought it was an interesting one to bring up because we have this exact same issue. And until someone actually brings it up, you're like, oh, wait, other families are going through this as well? Okay, Other families are going through this at the exact same time. So our Colin's mom, grandma, loves buying things. She didn't have very many things growing up, so it's kind of her way of making up for lost time. But like many of the community members in our Facebook thread said, the amount of stuff can feel overwhelming. And at times, all those things can kind of feel like a waste when we already have so many toys from the last birthday or the last Christmas. So, three things, let's get tangible here. Three things that we have done specifically for setting boundaries with family around toys are we've asked that all the extra toys can just stay at their house. So, when they go to visit grandma, they have lots of toys. That way, the mess and clutter is out of our space. And they can still buy all the things that they want to buy. We also will let them buy things like the birthday cake. We'll let them buy the decorations. That makes them feel special. Seeing Lucy with like the light up rainbow and all the unicorns on her cake, she was so excited about that. And I'm like, see, like Shauna, there's ways that we can give back without filling our home with all these things like that. That's a really great way for you to be able to give back and then my family is really on board with this one and we are working on this one just with across the board with our family but we simply send out a link to their college fund. So instead of giving gifts now that will, you know, the toys they they're great for today, but we sent a really cute note being like if you can donate to the college fund or put money in the college fund that you would be spending on gifts now that's going to last a lifetime. And it goes over well with some people. It doesn't go over well with everybody. But if you too are having a, having trouble with the amount of things and stuff and you want to set some boundaries, those are three things that really worked well for us.
0: Yeah, and everyone's are going to look different. And that is just true for all of life. So maybe your workarounds are a little bit different than Abby's. But if, if that's an issue and you find yourself feeling resentful and angry every birthday, every Christmas, every occasion, you're going to want to figure out something that's going to work for you and your family. What I thought about when it came to boundaries with families is how hard this can be on a relationship. Because when you get married, you're marrying someone that grew up with a different example and expectation of boundaries maybe in their family, boundaries weren't really stated or respected or demonstrated at all. And maybe in your family, you guys handle things completely differently. You're marrying these habits for boundaries. So a lot of times when we talk about this, we hear over and over again, I talk through my boundaries with my parents, but I'm not sure that they're getting it. And what I wanted to say is, that's when there has to be that follow through. Otherwise, you might as well not have made one. Like you have to follow through at the next opportunity on that boundary that you just communicated. Otherwise, they really aren't going to get it. So I thought a really great example is sometimes families have uh, drop-by policy. So your family is the type of family that'll just drop by, drop in, mm. no warning. Raising my hand right Yeah, here. like yep. I know. <laughs> and your partner is not comfortable with that. They're like, that is a boundary for me. I don't like that unexpected pop-over visit. Really, you respecting your partner's wishes, like you can see it from their side, if you guys can get on the same page, but then you're going to have to communicate that with your family very clearly and the next time if they didn't respect that and then the next time it happened you probably would have to in the moment correct that and this is like abby and I are looking at each other this is where it gets a little uncomfortable but this is actually what we're talking
1: about so what could that look like abby Well, it's being really clear. like, And a lot of this goes back to that clarity. Like you have to say it and then you have to follow through with it. Because if you keep on stepping around it and not actually following through with it, they're going to keep pushing the boundary.
0: Yeah. So if your mom dropped by after you had this talk and that was an inconvenience for you guys, or you just wanted to practice setting that boundary with her, it Mm -hmm. would be, say, Mom, I'm feeling like you didn't hear me when I said that our boundary was that you would tell us two hours ahead of time if you wanted to come by. You know, this was only a 15 minute warning. The kids are napping and this isn't going to work this time.
1: That's the perfect way of saying it.
0: And it's really hard because, you know, like in Abby's situation, if she's driving an hour and she didn't let you know until 10 minutes (laughs) close like that, it can feel mean on your end, but it's actually the lack of respecting the boundary on their end. They put that themselves in that position.
1: And you can be clear and kind at the same yes. time. We also, before we would stop our plans and if parents showed up, we would yeah. we would let them in. And that's, that's literally the worst way of having people break your boundaries because they know right away that, oh, their plans aren't important. Yeah. They'll b- drop their plans for us. So now if we're about to go to the grocery store and the kids are napping- we're not wicking the kids up. We're still going to the grocery store. They can sit up at the house by themselves. And they're like, OK, this wasn't fun at all. Yeah, yeah. So slowly, it's starting to get better. But yeah, the, the text message when they're at the gas station that's two blocks away of, hey, I happen to be in town right now. I'm like, you don't happen to be in town. You purposely drove the hour in in order to do this. Mm. <laughs> and if you have some, if you're having issues talking through with in-laws so maybe you're okay having these boundaries and these boundary conversations with your own parents, both the in-laws it's a little bit more difficult. in episode 48, Ashley goes into a lot of good conversation and just prompts to bring in it's the in-law episode. so just know that that's the place to go if you want some specifics on that.
0: yeah and and undoubtedly this is not easy you guys. We know that we're practicing it ourselves, but I think both Abby and I can tell you that it it does really make your life a lot better. If you can have and implement, maybe you take one or two tips out of this episode today and you can implement them, you're heading in the right direction. So don't get overwhelmed because you have no boundaries (laughs) right now or you have very porous boundaries and you need to make a bunch. Um, It's probably not going to be zero to 60. It's going to be like, okay, I know that my sister, I never say no to her and I feel very
1: overextended by her. That's the first place I'm going to start and starting small. In this last section, I'm going to talk to the people pleasers because I know there's a lot of people pleasers out there. I myself am a people pleaser. So you might be somebody who falls into this category if you say yes out of guilt or maybe obligation. Maybe you avoid giving others honest feedback. Um, Nedra also writes that you might have a hard time delegating tasks to others or you spend some of your time to impress others. So you're spending your own time, your own energy, in order to impress other people. And as women, many of us, we've been programmed to give this energy to others. And sometimes you'll feel kind of strange. You'll almost feel guilty when you start to say no. But the overarching message here is to proceed anyway, to keep on going with it, because it will take practice every single day in order to continue to set these boundaries. And if you start to slip back, just notice. Just notice that you're slipping back, and then make the changes as you see them and continue going forward for me, this means pausing first. So right away, the initial reaction, and for many women, it's, yes, I'll do that. But if you actually take a breath, maybe it's through a text message, maybe it's just in a conversation, the pause is okay. That silence is okay. You pause, you think to yourself, am I just answering this right now out of obligation? Am I answering this right now because I feel guilty for saying no, or do I actually want to do this? And sometimes the answer will still be yes, but other times taking that pause will make you have the right response for not only right then, but going forward. I also want to really drill on the point that you can be there for others without self-sacrificing yourself. So example, my friend just had a baby. She brought her baby home yesterday and I don't cook. I know everyone brings over their super awesome lasagna dish. That's not me. You guys, that's not going to be me. Could I send her a Venmo maybe? yeah, I'll send her a Venmo for takeout. Or actually tonight, I'm just going to send her a text message. I'm already going to get groceries. Hey, do you need some bananas? Do you need some bread? What else do you need? A quick text. If she says no, great. If not, no harm, no foul. I can drop them off on her front porch. So these are like little things that we can do to help others, to be there for others without completely self-sacrificing, spending hours doing something that you don't want to do, that you're not good at, and that you might be resentful for later.
0: Okay, so I don't really have a people-pleasing personality (laughs) or habit, but I have a very kind heart to you guys because I understand that a lot of people do really struggle with that. Another thing that I wanted to say is that Nedra, I know on Instagram, she has said it as simply as this, people-pleasing just means that you're lying to people. Yeah, (laughs) Because I think that hits different because I think a lot of people actually pride themselves on that title. Like, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. And for me, I've talked about this in other episodes, but 100%, I can't be such a great friend to Abby if I'm literally trying to be an okay friend to 25 people Mm -hmm. like that's just for me i'd rather really show up and be able to be full on for those people that i have a great relationship with it's very like both of us are in it both of us get a lot out of it like i'd rather have those relationships than saying yes when I don't really mean it. So that's kind of how I go about things. But we all have our struggles when it comes to boundaries. And a lot of these things are like, you wouldn't understand how they're related to boundaries until you start to lo- learn more about right, it. Right. So one thing that I've really been working on over the past couple years, and I'm making strides in is defensiveness. and. Working on it for me has meant understanding it better because that's the only way you're gonna improve is if you can recognize it in yourself. What I'll say, it's really easy to spot in someone else. (laughs) It's really easy, but you self-reflecting and being like, wow, I feel really defensive right now. Unpacking that a little bit is really important. So defensiveness can be a reaction to a boundary, and that's why I wanted to bring it in. And this quote right here said by nudget defensive people aren't listening while you're talking. They're personalizing what you say and crafting a response. Their response has much more to do with them than it does with you. They are focused on getting their needs met and resisting any change to your dynamic. But healthy relationships are not one sided. The needs of both individuals are equally important. So I really think that not being defensive is some real grown folks' business because it's really hard. Like, for whatever reason, it's kind of programmed into me. I don't know if it's the way that I saw people argue growing up or. You know, it has been my go-to. So unpacking that, recognizing it in myself has been really important. So how have I done this? Number one, not looping old arguments into the current Mm -hmm. argument. Like that used to Mm -hmm. be my favorite go-to thing, especially early in our marriage. That happened
1: 10 years ago. Why are you bringing it up now?
0: Yeah, it's like a court case. Like you're just like bringing up everything So I try really hard not to do that. Another way to help yourself avoid defensiveness is using I statements. All of our therapists say this. It's, you know, we should really understand this one by now, but I definitely make sure to say I statements when I'm coming to Drew or Abby or anyone with, you know, the way that I'm feeling And I try for that really soft startup. So even if you're mad, you know, gathering yourself enough to get your thoughts together so you don't say something that you don't mean is really important to me. Kind of goes with the first one, but just tackling one issue at a time. Sometimes in marriage, we want to pop off and like... Talk about everything that's going wrong or every reason that they're making you mad.
1: Wait, is this about the dishes right now? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but tackling one issue at a time is really going to help to resolve that issue. That's just, it's such an important one. It's harder to do than it sounds. And then the last one I wanted to bring up is not letting things fester and build. So a lot of times, you're know, you like, okay, I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to let that one go. But don't do that at a point where you're going to hit that boiling point and then pop off. So like if these things are bothering you, just a healthy communication can go a long way. And then looking at all of this and how it works together to create boundaries that really work inside of your life for you at your job, within your family all of
1: it it's just so important and a lot of these things if you bring them up kindly and at the right time it can go so much further as well sometimes the other person doesn't even know that they're doing something wrong until you do bring it into the picture so being clear with it being kind with it and not letting it fester and build I I can definitely work on that one too so as we went through these, we these are the topics we want to bring up, you guys. Like we aren't, we aren't uncovered the things that we go through as business partners, as friends, in our marriages, with ourselves. So think about it. How are you at boundary setting? Like, did anything come up in this episode that made you really reflect back? Maybe made you want to change some things with setting your own boundaries. Maybe it is being more clear in your communication with others, or maybe it's actually taking action and not giving in when there's that little bit of pushback from other people. Maybe it's actually setting them for yourself, like actually saying, I'm going to start setting these boundaries. I'm going to say them into the world so that I don't have to feel burned out and I don't have to be resentful of the people in my life. Because as we all know, boundaries are meant to build relationships. And when we can do that and say that into our mind, it might actually help us program ourselves to set those boundaries a little bit better. And just know that these conversations, we're having them right now on Patreon. So we're going through Nedra's book. It's not too late to join if you want to join in. Um, The tiers do start just at $5. Last week, we met on Zoom and we're able to communicate with the community, go through these pieces, figure out, hey, what do we need to work on? What's really hitting home right now? And that's just one piece of the Patreon community. We also have the resources. We have the extra episodes. And it's just been a lot of fun to be able to go deeper with this group. So definitely something to check out. It's always available on our Instagram app as well as in our notes section. So cheers to setting some good boundaries.